Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville.
physically able, would you mind standing and turn with us to the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter number 3. Uh, we covet your prayers. Pray for us for just a few minutes as we try to do that, that the Lord would have us to do. You know, as Brother Scott was praying, I, we just we need a touch as we try to uh, about, uh, bring a message here a while back, uh, the Master's Touch. What about you? Just want, I've already been blessed in the singing today in the children's church. God's grace. Thank you, Sister Elsie. But I'd just like for him to continue to touch, wouldn't you? Yeah. All right, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. Let's pick up with verse number 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which is received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wroth with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that their quietness they work, that with quietness they work, and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, and this is where we want, be not weary in well-doing. The thought is an exhortation to keep working. And that's why I want to encourage you this morning and encourage myself just to keep working. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Now, we know in the Word of God, it shares with us and teaches us through the Scriptures that there are provisions to be made for those that are in need, in need for the poor and for the disabled. We've got a great illustration of that in the book of Ruth, where she was out gleaming, where they were allowed to gleam or on the edges. But aren't you glad Boaz has dropped some handfuls on purpose? Aren't you glad God can still drop some handfuls on purpose for us today? And so there are those provisions. They hear... In the church of Thessalonica, you know, in the first letter uh, Paul wrote to uh, the church there, he had to correct some errors, especially concerning uh, the Lord's coming and the, and the rapture and some different things he dealt with there. Well, here in 2 Thessalonians, once again, he's been having to deal with end-time prophecy, talking about the Antichrist and the rapture in the church. And here he's having to deal with, uh, with those that have just quit working. They have stopped. What's happened is a lot of them are anticipating the Lord's coming, and they've just decided they would just quit working altogether. And Paul said, That's not, that shouldn't be. 
And so he, he wrote here to exhort them to keep working. And for those that weren't working, to get back to working. Amen? And so we see first the problem, and we've talked a little bit about it already, in verse 6 and in verse 11. Here's the problem. The character of the problem is, he said, walketh disorderly. In other words, he's talking about idleness. They've got on the stool do nothing, and they're doing absolutely nothing. That word disorderly literally means to be out of step, going one's own way. And Paul's saying here what's happened is they've got on that stool do nothing. They've become idle, and they're out, hey, they're out of order. They're out of step with the rest of God's people. They're out of step. They're going their own way. They're not going the way of the Scripture. They're not going the way of God. And so here's the character of those that are on that stool do nothing, that are idle, not working. Their conduct, he said they're not working at all. In other words, they're working not at all. They're not even, they're not even bringing a cup of water in uh, to the pulpit. They're doing nothing. And Paul here, he's saying that shouldn't be. That's out of order. That's out of stealth. That's not God's will. So their conduct, they're not working at all. The communication now, and he says they've become busybodies. I'm going to tell you what. When folks get on that stool, do nothing, and they quit working, they've got time on their hands to do things that they ought not to be doing. And he said they've become busybodies. I tell you what, uh, Brother Scott, he's pastored, and he knows what I'm talking about, and not meaning this ugly, there's those that will work. There's those that will let you work. There's those that will tell you how to do your work, and then those that will complain about the work that you're doing. And that's where I found most people to fall into those categories. Well, what the busybodies are, they'll tell you what you should be doing, and they'll tell you what you're doing wrong, but they sure are not won't do anything to help you. Paul said, that shouldn't be. I'm going to tell you what. He said over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that we are laborers together. Did you know what? You and I are laboring together. The, the pastor's no more, hey, I'm no more important than the deacons, than the Sunday school teachers, than the ladies' circle, than so on and so I'm going down, than any of you. I'm no more important, but I'm no less important, but no more important. I've got work to do. You've got work to do. I've thought about this, and I've said it many times. A pastor gets way too much credit, and he gets way too much blame. A church is only going to do as well as the members have a desire to work. Amen? That, is that not true? And so here's what Paul saying. Here's, here's the problem. They're walking disorderly. I'll say that should not be. Now, New Bridge, we've got some good workers in here. I'm not trying to, to condemn you. I'm not trying to scold you. you we've got good workers in here. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to tell you what, what the Word of God's saying. If you quit working and you decide you're not going to work, you're going to be out of God's will, all right? All right, so here's the problem. The president. Secondly, that Paul sets there. In verses 7 through 9, Paul is setting himself up as an example. And he's saying, look at me. 
He said, when it come to eating, he said, neither did we eat any man's bread for all. In other words, Paul said, did we not work? Did we not labor? Did we not deserve our meal? Did we not take care of our eating? Look at the earning. He said, work night and day. There was times Paul, as a tent maker, he worked as well as preached, as well as did mission work, evangelist work, and all this. He worked with his hands. He worked to supplies only. Why? Because he did not want that to be a stumbling block to the congregations and to some of the churches. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, and New Bridge, you're good at supporting your pastor and supporting the ministers that come in and out. But there, there are certain places there that do not. And Paul said that that shouldn't be either. But Paul said, I'm not going to be a stumbling block. I'm going to work. I'm going to look at what I'm earning. Look, hey, I'm eating. It's the fruit of my own labor. He said, here's the example. He said, you ought to follow us. He went on to say, ourselves are an example. So here, Paul said, here's the president I'm sitting before you. Paul said, hey, he actually, in a way, did kind of scold them a little bit. And that they didn't support him. And that he was deserving of the support. But he worked so that he would not be the stumbling block. You see what I'm saying? So Paul set that before them. So there's the problem. There's pres- his, uh, hey, I'm talking about exhortation to keep working, encouraging to keep working. Now, lastly, look at, look at some precepts. And verse number 10 is one that is just, I don't know, it, it's gone by the wayside today, especially in our current government situation. What did he say? If any would not work, neither should he eat? Again, I'm going back to what we the statement we made at the beginning. There's provisions to be made for those that are in genuine need. There's provisions to be made for the poor. There's provisions to be made for those that are disabled. But Paul is saying here that if they're able to work, they ought to work, and if they don't work, they should not eat. But that's not theme today is it I'm going to tell you what you young people I, I love you you're doing a great job and I appreciate you you working and you're going to school and all that and you, you keep up that good ethic all right I'm glad they're not like this generation that says I'm entitled I'm entitled I'm entitled I'm going to tell you what you know what my dad said I was entitled to to get up and get to work he said that's what I was entitled to you know, I think back now, and I'm thankful for that. My 16th birthday, I'm, I'm talking about the very day I turned 16, he come home at lunch. He took me to Clarksville. I got my work permit. I went down to Fieldale, and that evening I was stacking boxes of chicken, going, happy birthday, Milton, happy birthday. <laughs> Guess what? The next morning, I didn't have to be at work till 7.30, but Daddy had to be there at 6. So guess who had to get up and go to in at 6 and wait? But you know what? It sure didn't hurt me. Amen? I'm thankful for it now. I look back and I'm thankful. You see, that, that, that's that work ethic. That's the, what the scriptures say. And it's not only as far as working in the secular world. 
it's not only that going out and, and earning our bread, what we earning the things, uh, the good things that God wants to give us. But I'm going to tell you what, it also applies to the church. I'm going to tell you what, we, we've got to work, don't we? I'm going to tell you what, folks. Uh, yeah, we may be closing in, uh, as Nicholas is talking about, the Lord coming to get us. Hey, praise God, we may be closing in on the rapture. Hey, and, folks, I'm going to tell you what, uh, I believe we may be getting close, but I'm going to tell you what, that means we're to be working harder. We're to be working harder. Exhortation, the principle. Hey, look at the position that he talks about here in verse number 12. He says, now them that are such as command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work. The thought here that he's trying to get across is, don't tell everybody what you're doing, and don't brag on yourself. Well, I'll tell you what, look at what I did this last week. Look at all that I've done this past week. Look at all that I've done since I've been here. Look at all that, uh, this and that. Paul said he said, that's not the right attitude. That's not the right spirit. That's not the right way to go about it. But Paul says we need to humble ourselves. That's what he's saying. We need to work out there, humbling ourselves before Almighty God. Take the position of humility and letting God lead us and do what He wants us to do. And I'm going to tell you what, that work we may do in secret, God's got a record of it, amen. So there's, but then the provisions. He said, uh, work that you uh, eat their own bread. Paul goes on to say, listen, if you work, God will provide what you need to eat. Now, I'm going to tell you what, you can take one good look at me, and you can tell I've not had any uh, days where I've went without something to eat. Now, I remember there's been times I've ate banana sandwiches and not had prime rib or rib out steaks, but that old banana sandwich was pretty good. Did anybody here ever ate bologna sandwiches? I'll tell you what, you can fry up bologna and have some good bologna sandwiches, can't you? Hey, we don't have to have uh, steak and baked potato every time. God provides, don't he? He provides food. You go out here and you see your automobiles going up and down the road. I, I think uh, the least one now, I think, has got 80-something thousand miles on it. We've got uh, two that's got over 300,000 miles on them. And we're going, and you know what? They go down the road, those wheels roll over, and it says paid for, paid for, paid for, paid for. And I go out of debt, out of debt, out of debt. <laughs> Amen. And as long as it's getting me to... I'm past worried about what. If it gets me to point A and point B and don't break down in between, hey, praise God. Amen. Let it keep. I, maybe I can get a million miles out of some of them. It'll be all right. God will provide, won't he? He will provide. Thank God. And then here we are, the persistence. In verse 13, he said, But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. That word weary there literally means to give up. It does not mean that we're not going to get physically tired. You ever get physically, emotionally, and even spiritually tired sometimes? Get wore out. Get tired. But the weary he's talking about here is get to the point where you just give up. You quit work, as these, some of these have done, and sit down. 
I said, no, don't be weary. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stay persistent. Continue to do what's right. What's right is to continue to work for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we stop for just a moment and think about all that the Lord has done for us, we could never repay him. David, if I work day and night, 24 hours a day for the rest of my life, I could never repay him. Should we not continue to work for him till he calls us home? And we get discouraged. We even get defeated along the way. But praise God. <laughs> It'll be worth it after a while. As they sung about that heavenly home. I'm going to tell you what, I'm looking forward to the new body. Amen. Praise God. Oh, man, an exhortation to keep working. Let's just keep working for the Lord. Let's keep working together. We're laboring together. Newbridge, you're doing a good job. Let me encourage you to keep on keeping on, all right? Because it'll be 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.